When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Stephanie Hansen, not Here to be confused are. with Stephanie, 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 who would it even be? Uh, Stephanie Smarch. Oh, duh. Could or, be Stephanie Smarch. I don't know why I was thinking Stephanie Powell. Oh, Steph, remember Stephanie Powers? Yes, Powers, that's From, it. um, uh, what heart was that heart. show? Heart to Heart. Yes, so I was just thinking. I am not that- a good partner for you because I can't remember anything. Well, whatever. You're great. You are a great partner for me today. A little bit of the box office that happened this weekend. Every a lot of people saw Doctor Strange, three hundred fifty million dollars uh, worth at the box office. Wow. But Downton Abbey didn't do as well as expected. The Darn it! I know it brought in just a little over sixteen million, and it's down fifty percent from when the twenty nineteen movie oh, was it. released. And I'm going to say... Um, the age of the people at the movie theaters. like Because well, we're in a COVID thing. Are but, people going? But this one, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think so. I loved the downtown. Both. I can't wait to see this movie. Me too. I loved the first movie. Me too. I've loved and them all. And I didn't all. even finish the series. You don't have I to did. finish it. It was great. I, you didn't, I, I thought it was good, but people are saying that... Um, uh, the film will have a huge life on streaming and video on yes. demand when it happens. And the, um, this writer said, I think it's a mistake not to tell the passionate fans what happens in the film. So here goes. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. There's a major event that happens. Oh, we There's, do not. That I don't want to share. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to share. I want to go it. see it. But um, Downton Abbey, it's I'm you know Chris Hewitt loved it. I think Jason saw it and loved it. I hear it was just so so great. Yes. And then the horror movie Men, which just looks awful, but Chris said was kind of good. I do like horror movies. I, it brought in three point three million. So that is like five cents, though. I know. Like that couldn't have done worse. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Okay. And Top Gun Maverick is this Thursday, and one of the guys who um, I forget his name, but he was talking about his experience flying. He's one of the pilots in it and said, basically, when you fly at that many G's, that fast, whatever they're doing, you're either going to lose it in a bowl or you're going to lose it in your pants. And he basically (laughs) admitted he wet himself every time. Wow. I know. I thought that was very funny to admit. Like, all right, here we go. When the real Top Gun came out, Mm. I had... I would go to bed and think, please let tonight be the night that I can dream about Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. Playing volleyball. I just thought they were so hot. Mm -hmm. I loved the music, the scene with him and Kelly McGillis on the motorcycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was 20. Maybe No, I wasn't. I was probably 18. Mm -hmm. 
and just like, please let this happen to me, God. Please <laughs> let me find a guy this hot that Who, is just so crazy right, about he was me. In the Navy and is an oh, amazing pilot. Please let the soundtrack take my breath away. Be playing while we make love. Please is, let this happen to me. <laughs> so it's so funny now because, like, I'll, I'm excited to see the movie. Yeah. But I have such horrible feelings about Tom Cruise because of what he did to Suri. I can can disassociate it. I can't. I cannot disassociate with a man Uh that basically left his child for his religion. I just can't. I forget about that. Uh, That really bothers me. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other guy, Anthony Edwards, like who was Goose, he's now like in a movie that I saw the other day and he's like the old character actor, which means I'm probably old too, but who's counting? And then Apparently Val Kilmer, I was. like I just, it was in this documentary yeah. where he's got the voice box because he had um, serious throat cancer. Yeah. So, wow. Right, way to bring the And Kelly down. McGillis way is a lesbian the- woman who's living in a farm with her partner. Do you know that? Of course I do. Okay. So just like, <laughs> right. wow. And Stephanie Hansen that's, that's is sitting we, in on Lori and Julia on and the that, radio. And that's Who a, knew? a movie review from Stephanie and... Um, Everyone else who's seen it loved it, and it's this Thursday night. Top Gun, are you going to go? Well, you know, um, I'm kind of an Alamo Draft House. Um, the best place to go see a movie. Oh, you yeah. can have food and yeah, drink. Yeah, you can. It's, it's an event. It's an, it's an event. So I, I could have gone tomorrow night to advanced screening. I and don't know I, why I'm not on the fancy advanced screening list. Do you list, go to Alamo but... a lot? No, but No, I I'm will. only on it. It's not for the for Alamo my Draft House. Okay. It's because I go there a lot and I spend a lot of money on food when I, I go it. there. So I, it was in, I asked my kids and for some reason they didn't get back in time and uh, close enough. And I'm like, why are we missing All right. out on, on this? the big screen too with the, that's where you have to see it. That's where you have to the danger zone. If you really want to just like freak yourself out, Go to listen, listen to, to Spotify show. Kenny Loggins. Oh, he was just because he like did every movie soundtrack of like our time. Yeah, he, he was. He just did on so CBS many you can't believe Sunday it. Sunday morning they just profiled him. Oh, really? Like because yeah. he was him and Michael McDonald. I mean, come on, Loggins and Messina. Exactly. He's so prolific, and you know all the songs, yep. but you can't think of any of the songs. Right. But when they come on, and this is why I like yacht rock because it just cracks me up. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'll hear a song that no, here's riding your way down in Vegas right. Street, like something that you listen to when you're in seventh grade. It's yacht rock is fun, and then please celebrate people. Me now. And then he did the whole Winnie the Pooh soundtrack. I know. I know. All right, here back Pooh to corner. back to what is really happening as we go off on because what that wasn't really happening. Apparently, the edibles was... are taking effect across the table for me. <laughs> or the cocktail, whatever. It's happy hour. It's Monday. Okay, so um, you know David Letterman's podcast that he did. He does. Um, My next guest needs no introduction. He dropped all six of them, I believe, last Friday. Yeah, on Netflix. Yes, I've never. I watched the Kim Kardashian ten minutes. They're really once. quite good. I'm sure they are really good. So he sat down with Will Smith um, before his slap at the Will. Smith slapped yeah. Chris Rock at the Oscars. So it'll be it'll be hard to watch. Well, here's what he said. He said that. Um, well, this is what came out in the interview: is that um, towards the end, Will Smith tells Letterman about a vision he had on a druggy trip, which he eerily saw his life and career go up in smoke. Now, what he's talking about is he 
um, has experimented for two years with the American hallucinogenic herb ayahuasca. It sounds hey. like it sounds like peyote or something like yep. that. Yep, and there is this whole movement about uh, psychedelics psych- to open up your mind again and to help with control mental trauma, illness and mental and illness. Trauma. Right. Uh-huh. right. So he did it for two years, and he said, um, "I drank the the mixture, you know, and usually do it under someone's supervision, and it usually takes about forty five minutes to kick in. And I'm sitting there, and you always feel like maybe it won't kick in this time. So I'm drinking, sitting there, and all of a sudden, it's like I start seeing." All of my money flying away. My house is flying away. My career is going away. And at one point during this vision, he heard his daughter Willow calling out for help. And then he says, then slowly I stopped caring about the money and I just wanted to get to Willow. I stopped caring about my house. I stopped caring about my career. And as intense as it was, Smith emerged with a new perspective, namely that Anything that happens in my life, I can handle. I can handle any person I lose. I can handle anything that goes wrong in my life. I can handle anything in my marriage. I can handle anything that this life has to offer me. So it's kind of an unintentionally strange moment based on what happened two months later at the Oscars. And at one point he talks about, this is the part that bugged me. He talked about his private self versus his public self. And he says, there's a person you want to be and a person you want to be viewed as. And then there's who you really are. And I just Hmm. thought, if you have to try to be someone different than who you are, that would bug me. This whole family gives me feelings Mm -hmm. because they've I mean, the kids are have lived in the public eye their whole life. So we'll just very talented. Uh, the Jada and the Will and the way that I think they view life and their relationship and their family and how it's so out loud. And then it isn't, if you latch onto something, then it's your problem. Like they're just very complicated people that uh, his whole description of that trip sounds like my personal nightmare. (laughs) Like that, please wake up, please. Can I just wake up? Doesn't it? And the part that still bothers me is he really, he has yet to really apologize to Chris Rock. He's not apologized to him. Well, we don't know. Publicly, right? Chris Rock would have told us by now if he had taken care of it. Well, and there's this whole weird shadow conversation about was Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith in a relationship? Oh, for God's sakes. I've never even heard that. I've heard it like all over the place. No way. And is that not something recent, but like in the day? No. Had they been in a relationship? Not recently. Right. So long ago that went sour or there was some lasting something about why Will Smith didn't like the guy. Why he snapped. I don't don't know. He's made jokes. I do think it's. I mean, I don't want, I'm not in Hollywood, thank goodness, but for someone to be in (laughs) psychotherapy with psychedelics for two years, that guy's searching for something. He is searching. And that's what I would agree with you. He's in India right now in an ashram. Okay. So the last person that went to India in an ashram that was searching like this, do you remember who it was? He pray love the gal Gillian. After her. It was Whitney Houston. Her and Bobby Brown. They did. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember after Eat, Pray, Love came out, I wanted to go to an ashram so bad. I still do want to go to I Bali. I wanted to go and just be quiet. If for- you had to meditate, though, for more than 15 minutes and you have to sit there for eight hours in like a cross-legged, no thank you. 
Well, I'd want a chair. All right, we're going to be right back. Can I get a chairs, please, at the ashram? I'm going to be right back with Holly, and she's going to give us the dirt alert. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. All right, Holly, what kind of dirt are we going to have today? It's a little this and a little that, Julia, on this Monday. Sounds like this very program. (laughs) Yes, a chef's surprise. Uh, Time Magazine has just released their Time 100 list for this year. This is the annual list of the 100 most influential people in the world. Making the cover this year, it's Zendaya, Apple CEO Tim Cook, Mary J. Blige, and Prime Minister Mia Motley of Barbados. All right. Wow. Yeah, very influential. Yes. Um, other people making the list this year include Adele. When is Adele going to come to Las Vegas? I don't know. No. Uh, Miranda Lambert. And we also have Questlove making the list. Actors of Times 100's most influential people, Andrew Garfield, Zoe Kravitz, Mila Kunis, Sarah Jessica Parker, Keanu Reeves, Channing Tatum, and Oprah Winfrey made all the right. list this year. Being all influential and such. Uh, Speaking of influential, I feel like this person's going to make the list if they didn't this year, Harry Styles. Oh, gosh, yes. Julia, I think that you probably have listened to Harry's House. You are the music uh, aficionado here on the program. I have listened to quite a bit of it. Not the whole thing. I, I, you know, I, we love, I love him. Yeah. I love him. Good tracks. Yes, he's great. Well, his new album, Harry's House, just came out last week, and his latest project is now the fastest-selling album of the year. Awesome. Holly, can you confirm that the names of the songs are Rooms of His House? No. Okay. <laughs> I can't. Neither can I. Stephanie's going to look that up, because we've tried. Rachel tried to look it up. I don't know. I I have no idea. It might be a metaphorical house. Yeah, okay. I don't know. <laughs> of, uh, of Harry Styles. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, he sold uh, 61,000 albums on the UK chart this week. And, wow. Uh, Harry's house, number one by far. So people are really liking it. Yes. And people are digging it. Although, you know, did you guys talk about Mick Jagger? Yes. But you can bring it up again. I do we- not approve. Sour grapes. Very much so. So Mick Jagger lead singer of the Rolling Stones, is talking about Harry Styles. And uh, he said that Harry Styles has a superficial resemblance to my younger self. He's talking to the Sunday Times, uh, Mick Jagger. And he said of Harry Styles, because lots of people like to compare Harry Styles to Mick Jagger. uh, He said he doesn't have a voice like mine or move on stage like me. He just has a superficial resemblance to my younger self, which is fine. He can't help that. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't it seem like he's kind of bitter? Yeah. Uh, very much so. And, you know, I pointed this out uh, earlier in the day, but it's... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Pretty fresh coming from Mick Jagger, who directly lifted his act from James Brown and other performers. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so it's like, okay, Mick, we like just people are recognizing that, hey, it's a fun rock star vibe that Harry Styles have. I think he looks more like Robert Palmer, you know, addicted yeah. to love. Yeah. And in the original, like Leonard Skinner. Oh, really? I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. In the 70s. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. Mick, go and, I don't know, dance around in your mess shirt a little bit. <laughs> You'll be fine, mm-hmm. honey. You'll be fine. So, we'll move on from that to the MTV Movie and TV Awards are happening this year, Sunday, June 5th. And they announced that Vanessa Hudgens has been named host of the ceremony. She's done quite a role, Vanessa Hutchins. You know, she hosted the pregame show at the Oscars this year for ABC, their mm-hmm. official red carpet coverage, and people really liked her. She's likable. It's time to find the next uh, Juliana Rancic. Yeah. And it could be Vanessa Hutchins. Now, she did host the MTV Movie and TV Awards Great of All Time special, which aired back in 2020. But this year, uh, she's going to be hosting the whole darn thing. Okay, I said Leonard Skinner, too, by the way, and it's Led Zeppelin. Know, oh, I you am- meant Robert Plant. I was like, Ronnie Van Zandt. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. It just came to me. I just I don't want you to send me an email correcting me, because now I know. Okay, so Steph meant... Robert Plant. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, and yes. if you were listening to our show earlier, she meant something else, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, bury the lead, Julia. You have to explain oh, no, it to those of us. Oh, no. We were just talking about d- different books, and she, we're just having a brain fart day over here okay. in the studio. The two of us together mm-hmm. we're are having probably double challenging. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Well, go find the podcast Listen to for what Juliet's referencing. Uh, but I got Kanye West on Instagram here. So Kanye West is back on social media today. Uh-oh. And, well, he's just getting into the world of design. He announced that he redesigned McDonald's food packaging. Cool. You think they asked him? You know, I'm not sure, but he teamed up with an industrial designer to reimagine McDonald's's packaging. Cool. Yeah. Now, he was off of Instagram for quite some time because, you know, he was doing some things that perhaps maybe he didn't want to do on Instagram. But all that's up there on his Instagram account today is a box and it looks like a hamburger and it has the golden arches on top. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he look, Kanye's a gifted designer. Yep. And, uh, you know, if he wants to be doing boxes and industrial design, hey, why not? Go for it. So it's, it's, uh, it's cool. It's like, uh, it looks literally like a sandwich. Yeah. It's just a square package. Now, there's no word on if this is any kind of official design, if this is just a spec that he did, uh, with an industrial designer named Naoto Fukasawa, but, it could be. You never know. Well, he said fries tomorrow. Okay, but but it, to put a burger in a box, someone has to assemble that. It just looks like more work than a sheet of paper. Well, remember, back it, in the day. More product. I know. We had boxes I for know. those uh, Big Macs and other things. Um, <laughs> and the sheet of paper is handy when you're in the car because you can like wrap your... Yeah, you can. You can wrap it while and you're take driving. But I know we're not supposed to do that. I know, I know. 
We're not supposed to be eating and driving at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, this is our friend Julia here who has an entire home basically in her automobile. You really aren't supposed to be doing, you know, window cleaning, typing, eating cereal. I'm just just teasing. We're just teasing right now. Shaving, tweezing your brows. Well, that you sometimes have to do in the car. It's the best light. When you're parked. Everything is when you're parked. We're just being goofy. I mean, look. If you're going to try to find that strategic chin hair that you didn't know was growing until it's too late. Holly, I feel like we're one. (laughs) I didn't know you had such chin hairs. I have a long, dark chin hair. I think everyone has one. Yeah, That's underneath my chin. And I only notice it when I feel it and then I pull it. And I swear it's like two or three inches long. Yeah, when that happens, it's real embarrassing. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you're like, yeah. I knew that. Oh, all yeah. Along. Yeah. A also- friend of mine um, sometimes can get behind in the uh, face like, hair uh-huh. grooming part. And face hair management. We have mm-hmm. to sort of, we, as in me and my other friend, you have to have a, we have to have like a meeting about whether or not we're going to tell her or not. I don't and ever want you to have to that like about me. Just tell me. Decide who's going to do the telling. Okay, hysterical. And like when we're going to tell her and hysterical. when it would be a good time to tell her. And then we usually decide that she must know and she just doesn't care. Yeah, no, she probably, but maybe not because mustache management is one of those things when you get in the car and you look at it, you're like, oh boy, I look like a walrus. Oops. Well, and like I have a friend who will be like, hey, you got one. Like, it's good. Yeah. Like, thanks. Helpful. Oh, yeah. Well, helpful tips from Eloise this afternoon <laughs> about your giant old chin hairs. But if someone has one, tell them. Yes. Okay. Not just on th- TV. All right. All right. All right, everybody. It's time for Sex Monday. Everybody's getting sexy. Um, hopefully, um, people had a good weekend in that area. In the sexy area? In the area? sex area. Um, I actually think people did because it was kind of cozy weather, but people were feeling cheerful enough because it was sunny. So let's just say, hypothetically, you're in a sexual rut with your partner. Oh, okay. let's just say, hypothetically, (laughs) let's just say this is where you are and you're thinking, you know, sometimes when you're in a relationship for a long time, you are nervous to bring up something new. I feel like you're like channeling me, but I, okay. This is so funny because whenever Lori does this and looks at me, I'm like, why are you? Why? Yeah, I know. It I feels so do personal. This. It like, does feel so personal. But it this is hard isn't about to you. initiate but new things. To start new things. Yes. And so the, here are some of the ways that don't be afraid. This is This is from, you know, the frisky. So kind of new ways to initiate things. And I think one of the... One of the biggest things, and it took me a long time, quite a while to learn. Um, I think we read something last week that you're at your sexual, you feel good about sex. Sex is great at 21 or something. And I'm like, really? You know? Oh, that wouldn't have been the no, best year. No. And so I think it's different for everybody. But for me personally, I think for sex to be fantastic and wonderful, you have to really like yourself you have to really like how you feel you have to really like yourself Good advice. whether you have a tummy issue an arm issue a double chin issue whether you're hairy or not hairy or whatever whatever's going yep. on with you i feel like unless you really dig you and feel free and comfortable in you it's not going to be great yeah i that's really good advice and I, I didn't feel that way at 21 either did i and i think you know and the next one is really having um 
you know, fast, quick sex with a stranger, you know, whenever you need that in your life, you know, been there, done that. But I mean, if you really want to have great long-term sex with someone, I think it's about communications and laughter and having fun. But if you are not able, you want to do some different things, but you're too uncomfortable to bring it up, here are some things that you're supposed to do. Okay. Do a little research. You know, what is it that you're wanting different? I remember when Fifty Shades of Grey came out. All of a sudden, I'm like, what? What? Nipple clamps? What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Who knew? What is, what is happening here? I mean, but I think that opened, they said that opened the eye for a lot of suburban moms. And I call me one of them. You know, I yeah. think that just like, is that out there? Is that out there? What does it look like? But so doing research on, and figuring out what it is, because you're feeling like it's just not working for me. I want something different. According to this article from the Frisky, do some research, figure it out. Get a hand up. What is it that you do want? Be careful, though. Do your research at work, not on your home computer, oh. so that your teenage son sits down or your husband oh. and wonders, what the heck? What the heck? But you're researching just different things that you might like. I mean, okay. a lot of people- How do we research sex things, though? Well, just, I think everybody has an idea, though, of what they want to do different. Okay. Okay, because you, that's a personal thing. So if you're wanting to have, you're wanting to introduce maybe adult toys. So that might be something that you're wanting to introduce and you don't know what the latest and greatest are. And I think maybe you're worried. Smitten does a good job explaining that locally, by the way. And they do, there's, on websites, They there's tutorials on every product on adult websites. I mean, you're right about that. And so finding out what you're looking for, what's different, and if you're too nervous to bring it up with your partner because you feel like they'll hurt your ego or they'll think they're not pleasing you enough because you want to introduce bringing a sex toy into your lovemaking process, you know, figure out how to do that gently because you could see where maybe their ego would get offended. But also, I'm already so uncomfortable. No, but also it's it adds for everybody. And I think just being everyone can come and have the sex party. Every, but I mean, you you be surprised. How do you really? What is the advice? How do you really do that? Let's have you tried this. I would just be. You just research. Well, no, you just find out if you have never used a vibrator before. If you have never used, but how do you do it so that the person doesn't feel like you're judging their skills? You just say, you know what? I a friend of mine did this, and I they said oh, it was the old pretty friend. fun. I love the that. A friend of mine did this and That's said it was advice. pretty fun. Let's try this, and then have the other person hold it instead of you. Ooh. So it's more of a oh gosh, I know it. This is so. <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm so uncomfortable. But I mean, it can add so much to your sex life. <laughs> If you want to try different things and you are worried that your partner is not going to accept it, you know, bring it up via a friend, bring it up. um, We were having a conversation at book club. Right. Okay. I was at a sex toy party. We used to have those back in the day, if you remember. Okay. Yeah, we did. They talked about this and how fun it is. I mean, that I think is a way to do it. And, and also saying, I love our our sex life, but I, I, I'm so curious about this. Can we try this? Oh, I like that. Curious. I'm so curious because people have been talking or it was in a book I read. I like that. That is very non-judgmental way to bring it up, Julia. Wait, I'm so curious. Let's Just try say this. you're curious because who's going to be like, no, I'm not exploring your right. curiosity. Right. No, I'd like, yeah, act like you I like know, that because that's not threatening. No, it isn't at all. That was very good advice. I'm just going to use that in my other life aspects of my life, too. I'm so curious. I, you think 
that's an open one because it doesn't put anything in I like it. And it. just your timing matters when you have this oh, conversation, of course. Yeah, not Be patient. Like five minutes before it's about to go down. You already ordered and it came to the door and they opened it. You know, maybe a heads up first. <laughs> but I mean, you there's just a way because I do think there's all these different ways if you're you're feeling kind of stale in it, but there's ways to introduce new things. But just really I think be comfortable with where you're at. And if you want to try something new, I think I'm curious. Let's try this, honey. Yeah. Let's go like for it. this. It could be that easy. And then the other thing, because you had um, always keep it positive. Just keep it on the positive and everything's positive because it, bruised ego is p- painful. Oh, yeah. And you don't want it to be anything about that. I think I've that. done that once or twice. <laughs> um, but the curious part, that's a good one. That, that was free. But I do think it works, you know, because I think people are open to new things. And the younger generation is all over this, Stephanie. I think it's more. For sure. More our age people. We did not talk about things. No. We did not. We just, it was the missionary position and that was it. And so I just think talking about it and just doing it as a team too. But if there's some things you want, kind of figure out what you want to up front on your own. Don't you feel like like people, young people, sexual health is just so much better. So much better. And good for them. So much better. Yeah. And it's so much more talked about. I mean, uh, yes. Yes. And maybe, yeah. Yes. All right. So yes. next next time we'll talk about trusted tips from experts and real couples on how to be in a good relationship. But that's for another day. Yeah. Another right. day. Another day. We're going to take a quick I'm break. I'm curious about. Stephanie is ordering so many things that she's been curious I'm about curious. right now. I like it. All right. We're going to take a break. This is Lori and Julia. My talk. All right, everybody. Good for you. I've got a couple things to wrap up here. Um, First of all, Lori will be back tomorrow, and hopefully Grant will be back. Um, Our friends, Neil the Knitter, um, is in um, New York City listening, which... Hi, Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. And he said, tell Stephanie, I said, hi, I adore her. But they um, went and saw Matthew McConaughey in... Sarah Jessica Parker. And he said... They were fantastic. The show, it was just a minute. And they also saw um, Civility of Albert Cashier off-Broadway about a real-life trans man in the Civil War, which was amazing. Huh. So if you're going to New York, yeah, um, Lori and I are going to see Funny um, funny Girl, you know? You know, and it didn't get great reviews. It didn't. It didn't. But I'm sad. But, I'm sa- but I still... Apparently, she's amazing. I she bet. just doesn't have the vocals of Barbara Streisand. But who does? And maybe that's just the lesson. Like, and, why are we trying to recreate? Well, we make, could have done it with Leah Michelle a hundred years ago, I know, but but then she she was a horrible human. Apparently, she was a horrible human being, and she ruined it for herself. Okay, so another thing is that we were talking about restaurants that are open past ten. Peking Garden is open till midnight. Peking Garden. Okay, if your people are wanting some late night ideas, because I remember. Back in the day, Filio's was our go-to late-night spot. And remember the embers? Uh-huh. Morning, Kurt noon, and every there. nighttime. Anytime is just the right time. Remember the embers? <laughs> so That's people funny. are wanting for late-night spots. Um, this was kind of sad news. Um, Zach Brown, a gentleman in Zach Brown's band, who's, I believe, coming to the State Fair, and I think I have tickets, John Driscoll Hopkins, he was diagnosed with ALS. But he um, is their drummer, and it's a really slow-progressing one. So for years, for several years, he's been having balance issues and things, and he did an Instagram post with Zach Brown and the rest of the band members. 
And the doctors were kind of optimistic because the symptoms were so slow to progress uh-huh. that they it could be that maybe it will be so slow to go out because ALS is usually very quick. Right. Um, so our thoughts, you know, hopefully that happens yeah. that way because he's really young. He's 15. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, let's see. Sacrilege people are calling on um, Twitter and Instagram of the serving sizes of the pasta at the Courtney and Travis Barker wedding. Oh, what? Apparently, the reality show, um, let's see, they who posted it? Um, I think, who did it? One of the daughters um, had uh, posted um, on Twitter the picture of the pasta serving that they got, and they're calling it a hate crime. Because um, the pasta was such a small little twirl. It was one twirl of a fork. Um, one of the saddest things I've ever th- seen, people are saying it was, um, Kylie Jenner posted it. A chef using a ladle and tongs to serve a limited amount of pasta on a decorative plate. I mean, it was one bite. Oh, well, it could have been part of 18 Right, courses. right, right. And so people are saying, one of the saddest things I've ever seen. That's funny, though. This qualifies as a hate <laughs> crime from where I'm from. Not the Sam Cl- Sam's Club sample size food at a wedding. So anyway. That's funny. That was kind of funny, I heard. Emma Thompson, who I love, who's always great in everything she has done. She has just done kind of her first nude scene on camera. And she's mm. 63 in yeah. this new movie called Good Luck to You, Leo Grandi, where she plays a retired widow who enlists the services of a sex worker in hopes of achieving her first orgasm. Wow. And and they kick the night off of pleasure and self-discovery. It also marks one of the first times she's gone nude on camera. And she said that she um, talked about the intense rehearsal process for doing this scene, but she said her co-star... Um, Daryl McCormick and the director Sophie Hyde all got naked with her to do the scene. Oh wow! Cool. Isn't that kind of yeah? Cool? I wonder if Jason cool? would get naked with me and do a TV segment on food. <laughs> Maybe if you're just wearing your apron, just keep that apron on. You never just know. To, like, give me moral support. Oh yeah. No, I so don't know funny. about that. But she said, would that- Lori get naked for you to give you moral support in a scene? I bet she would. would. She's not pretty. She is not pretty at all. She is not pretty at all. She's dancing on Instagram right now. If you want to go to the Lori and Julia Instagram page, she is in Mexico with her, um, just her siblings, no spouses. And, um, you know, celebrating her dad's life. It's kind of the last time, maybe the whole family's getting together. So she posted a kind of a cute little dance video. Um, I like it. I know it. So back to Emma Thompson, what Thompson, what she said, it, is that um, everyone told her she didn't have the right body type to be naked as an actress. You know, even when she was young, she said all the male executives, they said, you're too mouthy, you're not pretty enough, you don't have the right kind of body, you're crikey. Hmm. So she never did sex scenes. But I think she's one of the most brilliant actresses 
She's another woman who's delightful to hear her talk. You know the movie? Yeah. Remember the movie she did where she was the late night talk show host? Um, okay, I'm going to find it. She was the late night talk show host. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson being a talk show host in a movie. Um, okay, Thompson, late night talk show host. I don't even know. Oh, it's such a good movie. Was it called Late Night? Yes, probably. It was in that's 2019. A, yeah, that's a great movie. Okay. If people... With Mindy Kaling? Yeah, Mindy Kaling. Yes, it's so good. Okay. She's just such a great, delightful actress, and I think she brings joy. Yeah, this looks like a good mm-hmm. movie. I think so. All right. It's a 73% or on rot- oh, an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, 73% on Google. It's good. Okay, so here's a little back in the day. Just a mere 237 years ago, in 1785, Benjamin Franklin wrote a letter describing his newest invention. The light. No. The light bulb. No. Bifocals. He said at the time, it would now be unnecessary for people to carry two pairs of spectacles. Well, I mean, I'm to the age where I'm constantly carrying around glasses. I know. Either in my hand, on my head. But I just thought, he was so brilliant. I want a movie on him. He invented so much. He was such a brilliant man. Yeah. He would be a great movie. You know, we saw the John Adams. We saw the John Quincy. You know, we've seen a lot of these. Also Lincoln. We've seen Lincoln. I think Benjamin Franklin, if you look at everything. John Lithgow. Would be brilliant. Could play Benjamin Franklin. Don't you think that would yes. be a great doc? I just think that would be a great biopic. 88 years ago in 1934, bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde were shot to death, in case you were wondering, but they were kind of heroes. That's a great movie, too, mm-hmm. with uh, Warren Beatty and um, Faye Dunaway. Yeah, she was shot 50 times and he was shot 27 times. Wow. It was sad at the end. That was such a sad movie at the end. I know. And six years ago today... Amber Heard filed for divorce from Johnny Depp. That was six years ago? That's how long this is going on. It's oh, crazy, my word. Craziness. It's crazy, crazy. That is so crazy. I know. And I, so long. I know. I know. Well, Six thanks. years. And it's never going to... We'll see what happens. All right. Um, other things that are happening is that um, Dame Joan Collins is 89. I loved her. Alexis Carrington. I loved also her sister's books. Oh, Joan Collins. Yes. There was Lucky. Lucky yes, Lucky was good. Lucky, Lucky Santinello. They were really strong women characters Very. that like had their own sex lives and Very. their own jobs and their own money and was like, just felt like empowering so empowering. I know it. And those books got me reading. Because we started reading Danielle Steele. Yes. And that was always sort of Harlequin romantic. before that. Daniel yeah. Steele. Uh, uh, Sydney Sheldon, Judy Bloom, Judy Bloom, Sydney I mean, Sheldon, Other Side of Midnight. Oh, that was such a good book. Now that would be a good movie to be made again. That was a great book. Um, yeah, Book Lane, Book Lane. Thank you, honey. What do you got coming up? Are, where are we going to see? I know the Weekly Dish. Yes, I'm trying to decide on Wednesday if I should do a chive recipe or a rhubarb recipe. On Saturday. And you're every Wednesday, you're on with Jason. Uh, every week. Every week. Okay. Yeah. Not All every right. Wednesday, just every week. Do them both. Yeah. There you go. Fun. Thank you for everything. Thanks for having me. Um, everybody have a great night. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, and Martin. we'll see if the team's back tomorrow. Boop, 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 boop. Bye-bye.